Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh... So cool. Tonight's episode is Heart of Steel Part 2. Also directed by Kevin Altieri, and also written by Bryn Stevens. This episode came out the following day, November 17th, 1992, which I loved as a kid because last week's episode ended on a fucking quite a cliffhanger. And the villain of this week's episode as well continues to be Hardak, which stands for Holographic Analytical Reciprocating Digital Computer. But as Steve and I pointed out last week, it should have stood for Human Analog Replacement Digital Computer or something to that effect. Because it's definitely not a holographic, analytical, reciprocating digital computer. You're talking fast. Am I talking too fast? Uh, whew. Hey, Steve. Yes. Wikipedia <laughs> says Batman manages to free himself from the Batcave's clutches and brings it back under his control. Although he fails to track down Dwayne, Barbara Gordon approaches Batman to inform him of her father's sudden change in behavior. A brutal fight between Batman and Detective Bullock ensues, during which Batman pushes Bullock onto the bat signal. That's not how it plays out, actually, Wikipedia. It plays out a little differently. We can discuss that in a moment. And reveals him to actually be an android. I thought it was more of a cyborg. Yeah, I guess that's just like a synonym. So android makes sense because it's like it's playing off of Blade Runner slightly, right? But at the same time, it's Terminator, and Terminator's clearly a cyborg. Well, I mean, what what do you think the difference between an android and a cyborg is? I think they're just kind of... I thought an android was more of, like, organic material to make a fake human, while cyborg is a robotic exoskeleton with human tissue on it. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think it's that specific. I think that... Why don't you look it up for us, Steve, and uh, get back to us? All right, I will, but I'm pretty sure... Uh, Wikipedia continues. So, Bullock gets pushed <laughs> onto the bat signal, and it reveals him to be an actually an android. Meaning that the real Bullock and James Gordon have gone missing, and Batman knows who the culprit is. Hardak! Batman must stop the evil supercomputer before it is too late. See, what is the difference between the android and cyborg? The cyborg is a fictional or hypothetical person whose physical abilities are extended beyond normal human limitations by mechanical elements built into the body. Oh, shit. So James Cameron is wrong by calling... The Terminator, a cyborg. I just don't think, I think these are like really sort of like fluid. Loose? Uh, you know, uses. I think an Some android. Some sci-fi nerd is listening to this right now and going, fuck you, <laughs> Probably, yeah. But yeah, so they're saying android is, is a robot with a human appearance. But then there's synonyms, robot, automaton, cyborg, droid, bot. These are, these are all... Yeah, they're like synonyms that are loose, though. Because I would say the only synonym that really works then for Android is replicant. Mm. 
from the Blade Runner series, which, of course, as we mentioned last week, the Rossum character is clearly based off of mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. J.F. Sebastian character from Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, before we go any further, we had, of course, this being a part two, we have a previously on Batman. Mm-hmm. And this one's voice is... Alfred's. Alfred's voice. That's right. Because he just got shocked the fuck out of mm-hmm. him. Um, do you feel like he was the right one for the voice for this one? Um, I was hoping it would be like Barbara. Yeah, I was thinking Barbara too. So, uh, Cool Boy Nation, uh, just for your edification, um, the, the, the other times we've had these, uh, these previously ons, we've almost always had uh, somebody involved with the episode with the exception of Two-Face Part 2 which is our very first one the previously on Batman we don't know who the fuck's voice that was it's just some random fucking voice it's not Bruce Timm's voice it's not Kevin Conroy's voice it's not the guy who plays Two-Face it, I, I, we don't know whose voice that is just just have no clue but the next time we get it is uh, Cat in the Claw Part 2 and that is obviously Selena Kyle's voice for the previously on Batman of course it should be and Feet of Clay Part 2 was also Alfred's, um, which doesn't really make sense there either. But I guess maybe to some extent because you're not really going to do Hagen. He's not a big character. Um, you, I, I guess you don't want to do Bruce for some reason. They never, ever really want to do Bruce for some reason. And then Robin's Reckoning Part 2, uh, previously on Batman, was Robin's voice. So this one is Alfred's again. So I guess when they when they default to... Uh, what could be Bruce's voice? I guess they just use Alfred. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is right. I, 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 he doesn't seem like a character. I think who would that have they the just insight. about paying lines or something like that. They just like had him in there and just had him. You record. think it's just business? Yeah, I think so. Business. Maybe. Maybe. Well, obviously, if you have Adrian Barbeau playing Selena Kyle, you're going to want her to read as much shit as possible. So you're going to give her the previously on Batman. Mm-hmm. But it just seems weird to me that uh, Alfred's voice is the voice that's used for the generic uh, previously on Batman. It just it really seems like that should that should be Batman's voice or something like that. I don't know why it isn't. Because, like, when you think of narratives or uh, when you think of narration – you think of someone with uh, like a voice of God type, right? Like you kind of, or someone that has full insight because they're talking about uh, past events. Like you don't really think of it like Alfred is that type of person, the person who's involved. He's in the all story. knowing. How is he all knowing? Because he Just, knows he's been with Batman since he was a little kid. But this Alfred doesn't seem to even give a shit about Batman. Uh, what do you mean? He loves Batman. He's constantly trashing Batman, and, and, and he was trashing Batman with Robin in that one episode. He can vent with Robin, yeah, venting. but that doesn't he's mean he's trashing. And All right, fine. He, I'll he stop trashing Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> I'm going to – I can't stand the way you have treated Alfred in this series. Hey, Alfred's a fucking monster. No, he deserves everything he no, gets. No, no, that's your that's one man's opinion. It is absolutely my opinion, and I I, I will not shy from it. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out that after this previously on you know our summary of what happened last week, we get a right away a super fucking. I mean, this is the most intense to be continued yet because it comes off Batman essentially. I don't know about to die, and then. We come back on this week. They come right back to that scene. We finally see the follow-up. There's no bullshit. You don't go all of a sudden and follow, like, 
William Sanderson's character of Carl Rossum <laughs> get into the car accident that kills his daughter and then see the origin of Hardak. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see these things that would have been usually used in a Lost episode <laughs> to continue to, like, fill the episode so you don't reveal the secret uh. that, you know, that the last episode ended on the cliffhanger with. This one just goes right into it, and I fucking love it for that, and I'm so happy it did that. And as a kid and as an adult, I just was so fucking just hard. Just so hard act the whole fucking time. <laughs> you know, it felt to me like it was just coming in from another commercial break, the way that they were treating it. They, they always have these, like, cliffhanger breaks where it's like, how is he going to get out of it? And then it's like... Oh, he's just gonna pull his arm and get out of it pretty easily. It, it, that's that's kind of how I felt. What what And this isn't a primetime episode, so I almost wonder if maybe it was intended to be a one-hour primetime episode. Oh, uh, maybe. To an extent, it feels weird that it's it is like a commercial break type of like cliffhanger to be continued, and then therefore it's also like a, a return from commercial break previously on kind yeah. of thing, right? Like it is it is odd, but I liked that they at least didn't. Fuck with us. Maybe that's why they had Alfred do the voice. They just had to pull the last one who did the voice, and uh, they turned. Last one was Robin. Ah, well, never mind. But whatever. Um, (laughs) and then uh, I like how Hardak is about to get shut down by. um, He does not like uh, that. uh, Rossum, and it fucking just lights him up. Mm -hmm. I mean, Carl Rossum gets lit up and on fire. What kind of idiot tells the sentient, you know, robot? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to, you know, I, you've gone too far. It's like, you have to be quiet. Steve, it's like, I never understand. Stanley Kubrick would tell you to watch his movie 2001 because <laughs> Dave does the same thing to Hal. And Hal's like, I can't do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Dave? Right? Like, yeah. Hal fucking knows what's up. And then I like how, uh, what's her name? Randa? Wanda? Randa. Randa. She's like, you've. Harm the maker. Yeah, it was. It, I like how they refer to him as the maker. You know, it's, it was it, very science fiction. I... Yes, and even to that point, when you watch her pick up uh, Carl Rossum's body, she looks like a robot for the first time in in the episodes. Mm. Like out of last week's and this week's, she, it's the first time she's like superhuman a strength. robot. And it's they start even more so tipping their hat to that she's a a robot in this. I I really did not think she was a robot when I watched this as a kid. And it was a reveal to me when they when they were communicating telepathically, and they showed like l- in last episode, literally the robot starts like glowing in her head, and it's like, Randa, you need to look through Bruce Wayne's blah 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 blah. And he's like, she's like, okay, and then she like communicates back, like it was totally like that. She's a total robot. Like that was I don't know that it, it wasn't a surprise to me. Well, I mean, obviously, as an adult, it's not a surprise to me. No, uh, like, as a kid, I don't, I don't remember being surprised as her being a robot. Well, okay, who, who the fuck knows how Hardak works? Like, maybe he's <laughs> able to send radio waves out that she can fucking hear. All right, like, I didn't, I didn't make the connection that he All was right. like speaking well, robotic to her. We're different. We're different. You know that. That's maybe she had a a phone on speaker. We just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you not. Know? How that's what. I... And that's what Alfred was like. Oh, I heard you talking to somebody on the phone on speaker, and I brought you some tea. Mm-hmm. And she's like, here, let, take this electrical uh, stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, grab the other end of this taser. <laughs> Um, while we're talking uh, about last week's episode, we should talk about this week's episode and what we're watching right now. We have a cliffhanger act break, another Steve sponsor cliffhanger act break where Mayor Hill gets replaced. Uh-oh. 
lots of uh, replacements going on. It's just dropping like flies, huh? I do like how uh, Barbara Gordon is going to the rooftop and is call, you know, using the bat signal herself. Totally. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this. There's a lot of heavy hinting to where her character goes in this particular episode two, part two. Um, this one really starts her down on the path of to be Batgirl. Um, one of the things we're watching right now is after Barbara sets off that bat signal and Batsy shows up, Harvey Bullock shows up, and he immediately starts fighting Bruce, and it's reminiscent of Captain Clown from the Joker's episode. Um, the last laugh. Yeah, where he just suddenly has human, superhuman strength, and that was the one that was more surprising. It's like, what is going on? Why is Bullock attacking him? You know, and, and it was yeah. like, oh, he's been replaced. But you don't know that until after Barbara kills him. Uh huh. So Wikipedia says Batman pushes him into the bat signal. Sorry, Wikipedia says that's not true. What happens is Batman's under attack by Harvey. Barbara throws a grappling hook under uh, around uh, Harvey's leg and pulls his ass. Into the fucking bat signal. Yep. She killed Harvey not knowing he was a and robot. she's crying about it. She totally cries about it. It's fucking horrific to her. Like, it's great. It's a great scene. And then he fucking straight up Arnold Schwarzenegger T-800 comes right out of the skin. And, and he's just a fucking giant Terminator. Chops off its head. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love every single one of Batman's melee fights with the the terminators in this episode every single one of them is awesome oh yeah every single one of them has hints of horror every single one of them has um hints of just absolute carnage and death when they become spiders and or like you crab know, walking yeah they crab walk and they and their heads start turning like upside down it's like what is going on here it was awesome that is awesome uh, one imagery. Of the, i thought that, you know what was kind of funny too was i felt like that they were playing up barbara kind of like for comedic stuff too because she was like pulling on uh, Batman's cape to like stop her. I think they're trying to show how young she is still. And he's like, please let go of my cape. And then there was like another scene uh, later on in the, in the episode when she breaks in to the Ross Oh yeah, facilities. yeah, with the code? Uh, no, not the code. The, the one where she's just like walking down the hall and it's like this kind of a longer scene where she's just like... Oh, with the oh, with the trash can? Yeah, the street and it's like following her, her and she's just like... Yeah. Duh, 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 and then she stopped. It was like a Looney Tunes bit, you know, where they're like going through it and she stopped that. to look behind and it stopped and then she kept going and it stopped. And I thought that was just kind of funny that to throw that in there. I, I always like that when they kind of throw in those little uh, comedic bits if, when, when they do it right. Yeah, when they do it right, yeah. When, when it doesn't seem to, like, tear up the tone they've established, at least. Yeah. Um, I, I love what we're watching right now. We are watching what is currently the Batman or Bruce fight uh, on five different Terminators. Mm -hmm. It's, like, three random Gotham elite guys. And then it's uh, Randa and Mayor Hill and Gordon, am I not mistaken? Yep. So six, actually. Holy fucking shit. He's fighting six Terminators. Batman is so badass. Wow. And I love it, Steve. This is where they actually do homage Terminator. I mean, they fucking go full red eye. Uh-huh, for sure. This is playing to the kids' understanding and knowledge of T2, which came out the year prior, 1991. This came out in 92, as we mentioned earlier. So this is awesome. Like, this is everything I wanted. Like, I didn't own Terminator 2. I was not allowed to own an R-rated film. But I could watch this after school? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I, I love when uh, 
when the guy turns into a spider and it is going through the... I call it crab walking, but yeah, I guess it's a spider. I felt like it was a spider, but uh, I like how uh, Batman basically gets rid of most of them by just dropping an elevator. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, that's exactly uh, how he gets rid of them all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, it's kind of a cheap way out. I love it. Oh, I love it because I like how you see the visual of the... Um, of the uh, uh, robot Terminator going up the the cable, the elevator cable, and and you get this really wide shot where you have, you know, bats at the top and and the robot climbing up, and as he's about to reach Batman, he finally severs the cable with his torch, and it just like it's like just touches his cape, and then it falls, and they all crush. And this episode, we get skulls all the time popping out with flesh on them, destroyed. And we get that with, I guess, that, who's that? It's Mayor Hill's skull, I take it? The when the way he they do the uh, dropping of the elevator was really well done. I, I had a note in there that the it was really cinematic, where it, it follows... The elevator going floor to floor to floor to floor. Yeah. And until it finally crashes. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was. Uh, Which was is an really incredibly well cheap, like, animation technique, right? I mean, it it's is, the same cell just over and over and over again. It, it, they did it right, I thought. They did. No, you, they did because it's effective. Yeah. It's so effective that my wife, who watched this episode uh, sitting next to me, but didn't really watch it, she was on her phone the whole time, like, turned and actually watched that moment when the the elevator drops because mm -hmm. it was it was it's visceral like you feel it the audio is there too um right now barbara's breaking into cyber fucking tron and steve what i mentioned was a moment ago when i thought you were talking about it but you were talking about the uh, trash can sentry guards yeah is that barbara uses her makeup kit to blow makeup dust you know, onto a, the keypad to see the fingerprints. First of all, I don't know if that would ever work. It's, it's a but good, then it's a good try, I think. But then she perfectly hits the code in order. As a kid, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I remember going like, "How the heck would she figure out that right combination?" There's so many different combinations that. that I wish be. they had her get it on combination try three. You know what I mean? Like at least show that the first one or, or two she, fails. She has some fake hacking device. That she just puts in there that gives her... That's straight out of T2, Steve. Yeah, that would be yeah. way too much. They, they need to just like make her be like a little bit more tech-savvy because she's young or something. It'd, it'd be like... Well, and she becomes Oracle. Uh -huh. Well, they, yeah, that's that's way in advance, though. But, yeah, maybe throw in a little bit of just her being like, smart. But, uh, yeah, that was so silly. I, I, it's, like, hard to believe. It's like, what? It's, it's, it, it, it's the only time in this episode about robots... <laughs> It, that I actually like question the, uh, the, the rules episode. of the reality. Yeah, it is though. It is the only time I love. By the way, the trash can century robots. I fucking love their art design. Like uh -huh. that concept is so cool. It fits. It works. It's so Max Fleischer. It's so old school. Like 1950s. Like what was that? What was that movie that tried to recreate that? Sky Captain, The World Tomorrow. Mm. Like. It's War of the Worldsy. It's great. It's so good. I love the the design of this episode. I liked how they used visually how they how they had the trash can watching them walk away, and it, and it's the door of the trash can or the lid that closes that kind of closes out that scene. Yeah, it closes out that break. Yeah, that's the act, and we go to commercial right then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then right after that, it was immediately like. Get the Batman <laughs> trash can sentry guard. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's this is a fucking amazing episode. I mean, all around, I, I really do love it. And now Batman is involved, and Batman's there at Cyber fucking Tron, and he's, you know, 
confronting everybody and this is going to go down like this is all going down right yeah now. basically it's like from here it's just like kind of badass fight scenes and batman you know getting his way i feel like and we also see the uh, gotham elites that were uh, replaced by Terminators. We have Mayor Hill, we have Commissioner Gordon, we have Harvey Bullock, and we have also uh, Carl Rossum. I feel like they're but missing people. Where the fuck are the other three guys? Yeah, there's like a whole other row of people that... Uh, oh, on the other side of Hardak? Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, but they're never like mentioned again because they explode at uh-huh. the end of this episode. Yeah, they never made it out, actually. Um, I, I, I just... Everything about this Act 3, and it's just so good to me. Like it is just it is it is the big explosive act three with robots. I mean, <laughs> essentially, if this was live action, there'd be CGI everywhere. You've got Gordon crab walking. <laughs> it's it, it and you have and you have hard act. You know, waxing lyrical about a soliloquy of why it's trying to replace humanity, uh-huh. which didn't make any sense. That was one of my notes. It was like that. What like what what is going on? Like human error and he wants to replace it that's common though that's super common in like science fiction that uh, robots or ai feels that humanity no, is destructive and no, no, dangerous no, no, no. to itself no no, no. Th- that's super common but not the the way that it, it it is led to in this episode it is oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> yes. oh your uh daughter got killed in an accident by a drunk driver presumably or something so he wants to get rid of he Carl Rossum's like let me get rid of human error, but how does that have anything to do with replacing humans with robots? You know, like suddenly I don't know. It just like suddenly this AI was like, all right, like I'm going to that route, which is the common route. Like yeah, humans are the 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 bad you know thing, and we need to fix them and all that stuff. But like, but robots don't understand that we have compassion and the ability to love. And art, you can't get rid of those. You can't recreate that robot. Um, I I like how when Barbara drops off Gordon, she immediately goes back in for Batman. Oh yeah, like this is like she's just full on, and she's got her backpack on. She's a which hero, is kind of like a utility belt slash cape. She saves Batman. Yeah, she's and she's wearing her colors, kind of. Yeah, and when Batman's fighting the uh, android or cyborg you know it has that like kind of like half face where it's uh, oh randa yeah randa the last terminator to fall it's total yeah. terminator uh oh she she looks at, at uh, she reveals her half of her face is missing to, uh, to batman when she's got him in like a uh, like a lock like a headlock uh-huh. and batman just stares at her and screams for like five seconds he's like ah! <laughs> and you're like way too long of a scream <laughs> Do you think that's when he first realized that she was a robot? Like, he was yes. only on hope? he was about to fuck the shit out of her, and it would have been a robot the whole time. He was like, maybe still she's just, like, in on it, just, like, doesn't have morals or something. Dude, I would just hope that Hardak built that pussy super sweet. You know, that's all I would want. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a moment. There's a moment I, I want to call back. Okay, so for me, this episode, the real issue I have with this episode, and this is the only major issue I have with this episode, is Gordon gets shot in the fucking head with a high-powered laser, and he's fine. Yet last week we see that anytime the lasers are used, they're cutting through shit. I mean, perfectly. Yeah. I, when did he get hit with the laser? I missed that. Okay, so I think Bullock's walking him down the hallway when they're all trying to escape together. Uh-huh. And the yellow robot shows up, and it just shoots a laser right into his fucking head. Like, right between the eyes. And he immediately goes down. Like, he's like, down. And like, and then, and then, uh, Carl Rossum like runs behind the little robot and flicks the switch that says on to off, and it's over. Oh yeah, 
Maybe it was just like a, a on stun. Dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was on stun laser. <laughs> the big bright light that hits you in the eyes like a deer, and you just fucking freeze, and you're done. That's what I'm going. Maybe, with. maybe that's it. That's but why I thought, has an I was like, switch. come on, Who puts an on you just switch? show me what lasers are doing all the last episode, and now he gets hit with a laser. I'm like, he's dead. <laughs> oh, he's okay. All right, never mind. Yeah, you can't kill um, Gordon. And then we end the whole episode with Gordon's line, which is so reminiscent of, like, Lethal Weapon series, oh, yeah. right? Oh, the yeah, whole, for sure. The Murtaugh, you know, I, I'm too old for this shit. What is uh, Gordon says? I'm, I'm, getting, I'm too getting too old for old this, this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's such the PG kids version of it. I just wish they went with, I'm too old for this stuff. Mm-hmm. That would have been just way better than, I'm getting too old for this kind of stuff. Well, you got to do it grammatically correct. I'm too old for this shit. And um and and then and then Barbara says practically the last thing of the episode she says that she kind of liked it mm-hmm. crime fighting. She actually Barbara says she enjoyed crime fighting. Oh yeah. You know what that so means. So that's it. This this two-parter is a an incredible two-parter that sets up the origin story which is called Shadow of the Bat I think which we'll get eventually. Um that is the actual Batgirl origin episode but I forgot that this was a pseudo origin story for Barbara. It's pretty neat that they are able. The same thing kind of with Robin becoming Nightwing is that they're yeah. showing. Yes, these I things. exactly thought the exact same thing when I caught that. When I thought of that while watching the episode back, I thought the exact same thing. Our conversations about Robin slowly turning into Nightwing has been very clearly the narrative of Robin's story this, uh-huh. this series. Yeah, for sure. They that's something that they are, have been loosely tying into. You know. It, the, the discontent with Robin and then this, you know, Barbara, whatever, you know, they're, they're show, slowly going to show her transformation into, you know, Batgirl whenever they, it's like they don't care as much. I don't think about the, the girl, um, the, the uh, characters, I think at this time, unfortunately. Oh, uh, cause they're, they're, they're trying to just, it's all about to toys, boys. you know, and yeah. there's like, the, there's like this lame la- rationale that, uh, like, uh, girls don't buy toys; they just buy dolls, and so that. So they... you're speaking really to a Marvel, uh, uh, um, uh, like kind of thing. Like, um, Marvel was really about that because Ike Perlmutter, who is the president of Marvel, he he no longer has any control over the MCU, but he has control over Marvel. Uh-huh. Strongly believes what you just said. Well, that's that that's not just uh, limited to Marvel. That was just like a no. A but mindset. he's so strongly a big supporter of it that it's uh, that nowadays. He, when when the climate has changed, Steve, uh-huh. he still seems to be of that old era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You're right. No, you're right. There's. It, it isn't. It isn't something that is exclusive to Marvel. Yeah. There's been you're plenty right. of shows I, that I've watched on like uh, Cartoon Network that uh, were canceled because they weren't selling toys or it was like you know not the aimed at the right audience or whatever. And that, you're watching plenty of shows on Cartoon Network. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a cartoon watcher. Yeah. So, Steve. What are your boys for this episode? Um, you know, I'd give this one like four and a half, I think. A little bit more than last week. Yeah, you know, I was, what, you gave you, four? usually like the first parts I find are better than the second parts, but this one was so was so satisfying in in its like fight with uh, the robots that it wasn't uh, kind of lame. I, I feel a lot of times the the, the endings are, are let down, but this one was much more of like hardcore. 
you know antics where he's crushing them in elevators and he's uh, right. their skulls like you've said and they're acting I, th- I felt like they looked like spiders but you said crabs either one you know they're just a- crab walk you know they're yeah. they're walk these human looking robots are acting you know inhuman and uh, it was all really well done so I, I thought that yeah this one to me was uh, much more and it was much more fast paced so it was like it, it got through all the setup so, yeah, I like this one, I think, more than the, the first part. It was fucking awesome. I love part two, and I gave this one five out of five. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. It was, it, was a, it was a perfect episode for me. Even though I had, what, two squabbles? It was, a, it was practically a perfect episode for me. I love it. I, I, I am excited, um, you know, that we had a Terminator storyline uh, in a Batman series. I love that it sets up um, science fiction going forward in the DC animated uh television series universe um especially when we go into superman coming up and then justice league after that great bad stuff gentlemen great bad stuff steve cool boy nation tune in next week same cool bat time same cool bat channel cool boy bat nation be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Heart of Steel Part 2 or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Bat Ballard. And that's Bat Bizies from Bat Steve. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond.